Hi, and welcome to a brand new podcast. We are calling this Faith Life, and I am Pastor Earl, and we call this Faith Life with Pastor Earl and Friends. I'm just a nobody connected to somebody who loved me and gave his life for me, and his name is Jesus. So, Don't put any emphasis on me because my job is just to give you directions and point you to Jesus. The broadcast is called Faith Life because we want you to become a man or woman of faith. Faith not just in faith itself. Faith not just believing in somebody else but faith in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that there's no other name by which a man can be saved other than the name of Jesus. I'm going to talk to you in this initial broadcast about faith. In subsequent broadcasts, we will open up with a a little sponsor material because we have some businesses and individuals that will be behind us to promote the work of God and the word of God. So freely we have received, freely give. We won't be asking you to give us money or anything like that. That's entirely up to the individual. We're talking about faith. The word faith conveys the idea of believing, of putting your trust in something or someone. But we can't just say, well, I believe in faith itself because faith must have an object of faith. And if that object of faith is God, and if that object of faith is Jesus, then you have placed your faith in the right place. You see, God the Father is God, God the Son is God, and God the Holy Spirit is God. We don't have many gods, but we have one being manifest himself as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so faith is very important. Hebrews 11.1 says this. It tells us that faith or belief is the substance of things hoped for. Substance means the foundation. So faith is the foundation upon which we build our hopes. If your faith is not in the right person, then you have nothing to look forward to but misery. But if you put your faith in a person, a faith in a savior, you will never be disappointed if your faith is in Jesus. It's like this, if a man was drowning in the ocean and as he's drowning in the ocean, there were three churches or churches and synagogues all on the all on the beach. And the man was to cry out to one of those 
institutions. The institution cannot save you. A lifeguard must save you. Someone stronger than you, stronger than the currents of this world. And Jesus is that individual. That's why he came to this earth, so he could feel what we feel, feel our pain, our hunger, our heartache, our difficult lives that we live sometimes, the, the difficulty of life Jesus has experienced. So he's been called the man of sorrows in Isaiah. So we want to talk about this faith today. Faith is the foundation upon which we build our hopes. One time I was talking to a lady that had a terrible disease, and I asked her, I said, would you mind if I prayed for you that the Lord would heal your body? And she said, oh, she said, I have this disease and I'll always have this disease. I said, do you hope to have that disease? She said, no. I said, well, then the Bible says faith is the foundation upon which we build our hopes. Do you hope that you might be well? All right, then let me pray for you. Would you allow me to do that? And she did. I do not know how that all turned out, but I prayed for her that Jesus would touch her body. So faith begins with the object of faith, and that must be a person, not an organization, not a church, not a synagogue, not a mosque. It must be in the Lord Jesus Christ, because he is the one that gave his life for us on the cross. He died, he was buried, he rose again, and he wants us to receive him. So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You cannot see God. I tell children all the time that God is like wind. You can't see him, but you can see the evidence of wind when it's blowing from a light breeze to a hurricane to a tornado, you can see the mighty power of wind. God is that way, but God wanted us to see him. And so that's why Jesus came to this earth as God incarnate, supernaturally born of a virgin. That in and of itself was a mighty, mighty miracle. And so who are you putting your faith in? What are you putting your faith in? And that is the question of the day. You say, well, talk to me more about that. I said, okay, I will. I am talking to myself sometimes, don't we all? Well, anyway, here's the beautiful verse. It says in Matthew 12, 36 and 37, that every idle word will have to give an account for. For it says, by our words, we will be justified, and by our words, we will be condemned. Words are powerful. They can bring healing to someone. They can bring hope. 
They can make us feel joyous. They can make us feel loved. Or they can hurt and wound someone deeply. Don't ever say, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Because words hurt very, very deeply. Or they can heal in a great way. Jesus' words are comforting. Jesus' words are healing. And in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, it says, Without faith, it's impossible to please him. He that comes to God must believe that he is. So if you say, well, I just want to live my life without any faith in anyone. Well, that's not pleasing to God. Or if you're a believer and you're always speaking negatively, you say, well, I'm a loser or I'm always going to be a failure or I'll always have this disease or I'll never be successful. Those words don't please the Lord. That's not real genuine humility. Humility is when we realize, yes, we are nothing, but when we add Jesus to our life, a zero becomes a 10 because we've added the one that matters more than anything. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So I want you to have faith, but I want it to be in the right place. He that comes to God must believe that he is. Do you believe that God exists? Do you believe in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit? Because the Bible says if you confess, the word confess is homo logeo in the Greek, and that means this, to say the same. Well, the Word of God teaches us that Jesus is God incarnate, God in the flesh. And if you will confess with your mouth because you believe in your heart. So remember, by your words, you'll be justified. By your words, you'll be condemned. So if you say, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord and I want him to be my Lord and my Savior, those are powerful words. Two things you must do in order to become a true Christian. You must repent. And some people think that's such a negative word, and it's not. Repentance, the Bible says, the goodness of God leads us to repentance. We realize that God has really been good to us. He gave us life. And so that should lead us to turn away from ourselves, turn away from our sin, and turn to Christ. Repent and receive. Receive him as your Lord and Savior. Because why? By our words we'll be justified, and by our words we'll be condemned. And the word confess, remember again, Romans 10, if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe that God raised him from the dead, he didn't stay on the cross, he died, he was buried, and he rose again. If you believe that, you will be saved. And so in our next broadcast, 
we're going to talk a little more about this word confess because it means to say the same as God says. And I'll just give you a little bit of the outline. Some of it is not my own. Other things I've added to it, but we need to confess for our salvation. We need to confess our sins because 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, if God says it's a sin, then it's a sin. And we're agreeing with God. If God says it's a sin and we say, no, it's not, then we're not agreeing with God. So if we confess for our salvation that Jesus is Lord, if we also confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins. You say, well, you don't know what I've done. No, but I know what Jesus has done. And whatever you're feeling guilty about or ashamed about or things you've done, you take that to Jesus and admit that it is a sin. Say the same thing that God says. If you feel guilty about it, then for the most part, that is something that you realize you did the wrong thing, but you can now do the right thing. You confess he's faithful. He'll always come to your aid and forgive us because why? He loves us. In the book of the Revelation, it says he loves us and he loosed us from our sins with his own blood by what he did there on the cross changed everything. But it won't change anything unless you personally receive him as your Lord and Savior. And how we'd love you to do that today. In our next teaching, we're going to talk about confessing and using our words for spiritual warfare. We're going to talk about confessing our words for our standing and also for our success. Because God has powerful words that he has said about us, and we must just come into agreement with him. So lift up your head and look to the Lord. If you'd like to receive Christ today, let me pray with you. Pray this prayer, dear Lord. I realize I'm a sinner. I need a savior. I repent of my sins and I receive you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. This is Pastor Earl saying we love you. God bless you until our next broadcast.